Welcome everyone to the Sports Review here, coming to you here from Planet 104.6 FM. And if you're at, and if you're listening on your phone, you can go to planetaudio.org.nz and you can listen to the Sports Review. Um, we are at level point two point five, so I've been on the bus, getting on the bus today. Just we're in my mask, and I encourage everyone if you're using public transport to use a mask. So, and obviously we've we've got a we've got a bit of a full show coming up today, so uh, we might as well rip into it. And it's good afternoon, Bernie. Afternoon, Piggy. I'm sure you're uh, always wearing a mask. I often see you in a mask when you go into the clearing for a couple of pints. Jeez, Bernie, you're going to have people stalking me. I've become a bit of a mini celebrity, you know, at the moment. My listenership <laughs> is, has increased from 10 to 20, you know. I'm, I'm I surprised it's taken so long. Oh, yeah, mate. And I'll tell you something. Every Monday we, when we speak, people enjoy what we've both got to say. Well, more you than me. Anyway, Bernie, um, obviously um, we're at level 2.5. How was uh, – last week we'd done the show from the, from the old Piggy Palace – um, just a just a few sad things. A dear old friend of ours died, so we won't mention the name at the stage. But he was a good mate. We were speaking off here, but I'm going to speak to you about um, the Auckland rugby season. Um, obviously, the uh, f- we've just had news from the Auckland Rugby Union that it's going to be the top eight are going to play off for the Gallagher Shield along in the reserve grades, and the under twenty ones. It's the top four, fifth and eighth, and the bottom two. And in the restricted grade, it's going to be a straight-off semi-finals. Obviously, that was probably the only way we could we could actually um, we could the only way this could actually work, Bernie. Because whoever wins this, this this could be the most disputed season ever because of the COVID virus. Your thoughts, Bernie? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's been a tough year. Um, the only decent thing out of it, I think, is that the top eight teams had almost made themselves clear of the rest of the pack already. So there can't be a lot of arguments about um, about top eight, bottom eight, or bottom seven. Um, I guess some people may argue that they may have finished a little bit different on the table, but you know there's now eight teams in with a shot. I think um, I think Maris might have Packeranga, and you guys might have uh, is it Grammar? Yeah, I believe we've got Grammar, which is a that's a tough one, isn't it? So well, yeah, yeah look, but quarter-final stage, I think, you know, uh, we haven't come across Pakarangi yet, so I don't know what they're like, Um, but, you know, they've finished uh, creditably third on the table, so that gives them a sniff, and we've finished sixth, I think, uh, the way they've worked it out, so... Yeah, Yeah, I believe they've done it from where the positions were on the table, so obviously you would actually have, you'd have, um... Ponsonby playing Waitamata, you'd have um, Eden, I believe, are playing Grammar Tech. You'd have, Mar- um, I think, Pakaranga are playing Marist. And the other game is, uni- is College Rifles and University, which should yep. be. So it, 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 is, it, is, it is what it is. The sad part is, obviously, we, we won't be able to um, attend to watch those games, even though I've got a plan to do some exercise. As you know, I'm into my exercise. <laughs> So you're going to walk around the paddock about 100 times. Yeah, walk around Gribblehurst Park, pretend to be exercised with one eye on the game, but uh, I, might, I could be considered as breaking <laughs> the rules. So, but, um, hey, that's the way it is. And obviously, we, I really hope that some of the clubs, or even the Auckland Rugby Union, if they're listening, look to live stream some of these games so that if people can't go, at least they've got another way of still following their club. Yep, it'd be good. I think the only difficult thing is I think the ITM players may 
be out of contention after the quarters. Um, I've got a feeling they play their first game the same day as what's drawn to be the final, the Gallagher Shield final. So we may be without uh, some of the top players for the semis onwards. Yeah, well, then, 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 then obviously the clubs that have less, and I, I'm not mentioned, probably have a have a have a good chance. And and this was and Bernie, to be quite frank, this was probably going to happen anyway um, yes. with the ITM. So yeah, hey, just quickly, well, well, I've got you here. The North South game. I'm picking. I'm, I'm picking us South like, Islanders. Are just going to really give you guys a good old spanking. Well, look, I've just been watching the ITM fishing show with Matt Watson uh, the last two weekends, and the North gave uh, South a hiding, like an absolute hiding in the fishing. So, how can you go be that confident? Oh, listen, mate. Listen, mate. I t- we, 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 well, we probably just sent an ASC team anyway. But um, <laughs> I, no, I, I'm actually looking forward to this game. I think it's going to be a really close one, and I think it's it is a difficult one to call. I was only doing it out of bias. We're in my one eye, um, South Island. Um, Eye patch, even though I still have uh, lattes in Auckland, but yeah, no. <laughs> but yes, yeah, look, I agree. It's going to be a, it's going to be close, and it's going to be a, a real battle. It's um, and really looking forward to it. It's amazing how, uh, without any rugby on the big screen for a few weeks, you, you start craving it again. And with this whole north south uh, rivalry, it's just um, you know something I'm really looking forward to. I hope, I hope it's a good spectacle. I hope it's open and fast, and um, and I hope the north win. Although I, uh, I'm, I'm very wary of that South Island team, I must say. Yeah, well, it's, it's built mostly on that uh, Crusaders side. Uh, obviously, the, obviously you'll see Geordie, but it's it's it's, it's going to be interesting because a lot of these guys will be in a different, will be working in that different environment under different coaches, and this is where it makes it quite interesting. Yeah, I guess they'll still have combinations that they used to, but uh, certainly they'll possibly be trying new new techniques and new new moves which is always a challenge in a short sort of time to get that right but um mate i hope it lives up to it do you see they they found a cup in the bowels of eden park that they lost in 1933 which was the original north versus south trophy uh, it's, it's nothing like you auckland is always flogging a trophy isn't it is it well, yeah i'm like been... the crusaders who break a trophy <laughs> I've seen someone from the South Island put up a, a message on Facebook saying that's the only way the North Island could keep it so long. <laughs> <laughs> Typical South Island. Oh, hey, Bertie, we, we were having a bit of a text, couple of text messages over over the weekend. Uh, but you, you've toured, you've been on, you were an All Black from uh, '87 to 1991, and you went away on a lot of great tours. And um, obviously, um, as it's so different today in the professional era, but back in the amateur era, I believe that you guys had an appreciation. You, you stuck together as a team. You bonded together as a team. You really appreciated the cult, culture. Um, I'm just going to ask you a few questions. What was your favourite? What was your favourite All Black tour? Oh, that, that's an easy one. That's '89 to, to Wales and Ireland. Of course, the Irish part of it was the. Um Outstanding part of the trip for me, but uh, Wales for three weeks was a good build-up with plenty of tough games. But Ireland, my, my jingos. The fun we had there, um, it was just out of this world. It was another planet, so uh, that's got to be my favourite tour of all time. Now, who was the funny guy on tour? Yeah, you, you've been on a lot of tours. You probably had some individuals like Zinni Brook. You probably had Graham Purvis on a few tours. He's a very funny man. You know. yeah, look, AJ was probably AJ Whitten was probably the biggest clown of them all. Um, 
on the bus trips, and let me tell you, the bus trips in Ireland were, were very good. Every single bus ride tended to be about four hours, whether it was from Dublin to Cork or Cork to Galway or Galway to Dublin. And the shortest one was Dublin back up to Belfast. But um, AJ used to take over and those sort of things. The, the guitar would be going down the, on the back of the bus singing away and he'd be taking the mickey out of people all the way up for a couple of hours while we had a few quiet ones uh, to, um, to celebrate the next part of the journey. Oh, that sounds brilliant. I was going to say, who was the guy on tour you could, who always seemed to always have cash and was always the guy that you could go for a loan? Who'd be the, who'd be the reliable <laughs> one? <laughs> There'd be no one giving away money. Let me give you the tip. That'll end up broke. Yeah, I know, there'd be someone who was frugal, but yeah. Oh, so that, <laughs> I must admit, John Surgeon must have had, a, he must have had a, he 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 must have had some patience, that man. When he had, oh, had he had a lot of patience, uh, mate. He he's one of the all-time great fellas. He uh, he knew he, he kind of had an instinct to let us let our hair down and not get in the way, and he knew there was a time to just crack the whip a little bit and say, "Come on, fellas, we've had enough. It's time to move on." Um, I've got so much respect for that guy. He is outstanding. Yeah, he he really was, and he he was a very nice guy. Who would be who would be the worst roommate now? This is I'm putting you on the spot here. <laughs> They've oh any prop, oh, without so question, any prop was the worst. So They'd just jump and take the double bed straight away. They would make uh, make a mess of the place. That they demand that you make their cups of tea in the morning. So they're just no manners. So Richard Lowe wouldn't be Pete. your favourite to room with. No, <laughs> one of the worst of all. <laughs> well, I have to say, Bernie, that it's always it's always a, it's always a great pleasure speaking to you. And obviously, we're we're back under uh, level two point five, as we're calling it now. Obviously, we've got a few things, but um, I'm looking forward to this north south. I'm looking forward to talking to you about this. Um, Mitre ten about the uh, Mitre ten Cup. Obviously, the big news for counties would be uh, Kieran Reid. What a fantastic yeah. signing! Yeah, well, he, heading back home, he, he always said he wanted to play for counties, didn't he? Right from when he yeah. um, started off as a professional, and uh, isn't it great that these guys actually want to give a bit back? Um, that's that's the thing that I'm really enjoying about these guys. They uh, they they know where they come from, they love where they come from, and they just want to give a bit back to the community. And I'm sure he'll give it back in in spadefuls. Oh, I, I I think it, I think it's probably the it's probably the the shot on the arms which counties rugby needed at this stage, and hopefully we can get the fans back uh, towards the end of the season. Let's hope so. I'm I'm not feeling confident, but I really hope we can. Bernie, as as always, it was a pleasure talking to you. So um, we'll catch up next Monday. I'll. Uh, we'll have a few a bit more chats. We'll pre, uh, we'll preview the um, Mitre Ten Cup, and um, we'll just. We'll talk our usual uh, common sense on rugby and I'll uh, <laughs> put my mask on this afternoon because the um, pubs are open. So Good on on that you, note, I'll catch you later, Bernie. Cheers, mate. Good on you. Great to talk. Like the moon growing dim.
everyone back to the sports review here on planet 104.6 planetaudio.org.nz obviously we'll be talking we're now going to talk a bit of nrl and i'm going to be totally unbearable as i always am i'd like to welcome to the show my good mate uh legend legend coach kiwis coach and warriors coach frank endicott welcome to the show mate thank you mate beautiful day here in christchurch 22 degrees, and, oh, beautiful. Another day in paradise. Oh, you, you, you don't have to skype. You don't have to skype, Frank. You don't have to rub it in. But you know what? I'm going to rub it into you tonight. And I warned you I would. Was it, weren't the Warriors fantastic over the weekend? Well, where did it come from? I mean, where did it come from? I mean, I, I, I thought the Knights would win. In a, I thought they'd go close, but I thought the Knights would win by, you know, two, four, six points, something like that. But to annihilate them 36-6 was, was just a great effort by the, the Warriors. They had, the Knights had no answer to the, to the Warriors' pressure. But it showed to me just exactly how good a player Roger Tuivasa-Shek is. You know, he scored the two excellent tries to lead his home, um, team home to victory. He, he was inspirational. I have to say, with, with that Warriors side, you've got the big friend, and that, that's what I call him, is Roger Tuivasa-Shek, Tohu Harris, and Cody Nakarima. And all three of them stood up there, but I'm also going to mention a couple of players who probably don't get there. Is Peter Hicku. I felt he he had his probably one of his best games, and it's probably had been one of his best seasons for the Warriors I've ever seen him play. I agree. He, um, he's come of age, actually. He's, he's got, in the last few weeks, he's just got better and better since he's been in Australia. Um, and he completely dominated that right-hand edge and uh, set the winger up for a beautiful try. Um, you know, just he played very, very well. And to be fair, I thought the whole the whole team um, done their job. They all played their role. They played, they played for each other and for the jersey, which was great to see. I think I think now, Frank, we, we were really getting a. The, the, they are building this. Hate always mention this word. Oh, we've got to have a culture. They're beginning to build that culture. They're together in Australia. They basically got each other's back. And yeah, now they're actually four points off the eight, which I never thought we'd be saying this. You know, when yeah. we started the show, and I really hope um, the CEO. 
uh, Cameron George is listening to this, and um, because ever since we've started the show, Frank, and this is my, yeah. the Warriors have improved, and maybe they're listening to us in Australia. They might be taking our advice. <laughs> I doubt it somehow, but I doubt we'll be invited to the end of your prize giving. But yeah, so I'll announce it first. The Warriors turn around as you, you, you mentioned they're getting better and better, and they are. It's always happened with New Zealand sides, and the same with Kiwi sides is that when you're on tour, the longer you're together, the better the team gets. They mould together as a family. Yeah, absolutely right. Hey, just some just some of the games over the weekend. Obviously, um, the Thursday game was the uh, Rabbitohs. Absolute, absolutely were brilliant. Um, bit of a concern there uh, for Latrell Mitchell. Um, he's he's injured. I don't know how serious that injury is, but they look very clinical, Frank. They did, and uh, unfortunately, his injury is a is a pretty bad one. I understand, and could could cost him the um, the rest of the season. Um, but uh, yeah, this is coming out of nowhere. Also, South the last couple of weeks having huge wins, and um, you know their backline and. Uh, they're exceptional, the back line. The oh, forwards yeah. are doing their job in the middle, but the, the backs, are they, they know how to finish. And for the Eels to finish with a zero, a duck egg on the scoreboard, at home, I, 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 I'm still pinching myself. Well, it, well, it's, it, it obviously is. As, you know, I was very, very surprised. I thought they would be a lot tighter, but the Rabbitohs have really come into form, and maybe it's good omen for uh, the Warriors playing the Eels um, and, uh, this week. Anyway, we'll just get to some of the other games, Frank. Titans had a very uh, good win over the um, Dragons. The yep. Roosters were, were absolutely destroyed the Broncos. The Broncos have really got some issues there. Really impressed mm. with uh, Tupanua and James Tedesco. You can tell why he is, what a, why him and Roger, Roger and Clint Gafferson are probably the best full number ones Ooh. in the game. Yeah, you wouldn't get an argument out of me there. I think they're the three best in the uh, in the world, to be honest. Uh, I thought the Titans Dragons game ended up good. Um, Dragons winning five minutes to go. Dragons winning ten four, and then the gutsy Titans coming back and scoring two dramatic tries in the in the um, in the last five minutes, and to to get a register a win fourteen ten. Great effort from them. Great effort. R- R- Roosters are looking really good. Really yeah, well, course, uh, Sonny, Bill, Sonny Bill Williams will be playing, which which will be very, very interesting. Obviously, um, after, after the Warriors games, the Sharks were too good for the Cowboys. They are the two new um, the two new half pairings I thought were quite outstanding was uh, Trindle and, and Tracy. I felt they both had very good games with big uh, shoes to fill. With the absence yeah, without of a doubt. I mean, the Sharks are winning. You know, they're, they're grafting. They're not looking flash, but they keep winning. Um, Cowboys unlucky to lose Morgan. Um, he'll be gone for the year, and Taumalolo's still out. So they're not going to make the eight. They're struggling, and um, yeah, they'll be looking forward to next year, I think. Yeah, and, of course, Penrith uh, played the Tigers. I think that's maybe the end of the Tigers' run. Um, for the, I felt Penrith were, were, yet again, their consistency was brilliant, their Great forward packs, fantastic backs, but really, I, f- I think their half pairing for the Panthers could be crucial as they go into finals football. Uh, Nathan Cleary, we've already said he's playing good, but I, I really believe uh, Jerome Luai is really coming now into his own. He's beginning to um, shoulder some of the work which Cleary does. I don't know what your thoughts are on that, Frank. 
one of the most. He, Luai uh, is one. Of, he would be one of the most improved players in the NRL, and to me, he'd seriously be looking at an international jersey. Hopefully, Kiwis one, but. Okay. I would think without a doubt, Kiwis. Yeah, well, that's just a, it's not looking good for International League by the looks of it, Frank, which is a real shame. But we're still going to pick our Kiwi 13. Don't you worry about that. And, of course, obviously the Storm, um, Cameron Smith back. Um, and, of course, Josh Adukar had a very good game. And the, they, were, the, they were pretty um, pretty good against um, Manly, weren't they? Oh, I love watching the Storm. You know, just so clinical. They they turn it on when they have to turn it on. They never panic. And they show their class, to be honest. And the return of uh, the two cams, Smith and Munster, and, and also Jerome Hughes, really made the difference. I was very impressed with the PNG centre, Justin Olam. A hat-trick. Yes, yes. Really sir. good, strong running from him and strong defence. And, of course, the fullback, uh, little Ryan Pappenhausen, uh, three try assists, and uh, he, he really impressed. Uh, he's a good, and I'll tell you who else impressed me big time was the deputant, um, Lumi Lumi, the Fijian winger. Yes, really, he was very really good. classy. I don't know, where, where, where does Storm get these guys from? It, every time well, they take a player out, they've, they obviously have, and they obviously have a good relationship with, um, uh, with uh, the Queensland Cup t- team, which I believe is it still Norths, is it or uh, Brisbane East? They uh, the Sunshine Eagles and Brisbane East. Now they pluck Lumi Lumi out of um, Brisbane East, so he must have been there to be seen by all clubs. But they were the ones that went in and got him. So they got a very, a very, very good scout up there, I would say. And the recruitment manager is doing a great job. Oh, he sounds like he's doing a fantastic job. I'll tell you what, uh, yesterday's um, the game between the Raiders and the Bulldogs, jeez, that was a good game. Game of two halves. Yeah, yeah. I, I, was, I, I, you know, I actually backed the Raiders, and I'm thinking, I'm, we're under pressure here. They're not going to win this. And um, at half time, the Bulldogs were up by, who were they up by? Eight points, 20 yeah. points, 12, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. No and never scored a point in the second half. And the guy who changed the whole game, of course, was Jack Whiten with his two individual tries. And, um, they were very good, and uh, again, the big prop, uh, Josh Papa, Papa, Papa Alley, isn't it? Yeah, Papa um, yep. Papa Alley, yeah, he gave a devastating performance, you know, brilliant performance by that lad. He's a, he's a really, one of the best props going around. And obviously when we when we talk about the top eight, you, you, you can't count Canberra out. They've still, they've still got that cattle there to, um, to, to, you know, maybe cause an upset when it comes to that playoffs there. Now, um, yeah, they could. Yeah. Now, we better talk. What's our bet going to be this week, Frank? Um, I would have to be on the Warriors game, and I think it's my first pick, isn't it? Yeah, well, okay, yep, you go first, Frank. I'm more than happy to let you go Are you first. sure? Oh, I'm quite listen, happy to let you go. You really got something we're, in mind. We're on 2.5. You know, I'm happy, you know. <laughs> oh, look, oh, all right then. Oh, you push me into it. I'll take Parramatta. I think that uh, they're too good a team to. Um, they've got to turn it around this week. And uh, I still believe the Warriors will really push them hard, really hard. But I think that their speed might be just a little bit too much. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to go for the Warriors because I think I think we're on a bit of a yeah. roll here. I think we're going to see something special towards the end of the season. And, you know, yeah. our chances. Even though it, it's it's a long shot, I still believe we've. Ne- I never thought we'd be saying this. We've got actually a chance of making the playoffs, and when you're in the playoffs, it's anyone's game. 
and so without I'm going to go doubt. for the Warriors. So it, and and I've already done the I've, I've already done the counting. So it's at the moment it's uh, for our adult beverages. So it's uh, five two to you. So if I win, I'm slowly I'm like the Warriors. I'm making a comeback in this one. Look, I, I've got Parramatta, and I hope I lose the bet. You know what? When when I took Penrith against uh, the Warriors, I I really was screaming for the Warriors. And, <laughs> uh, I, 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 tell, I tell you something under uh, under 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 what's happening in our country at the moment, isn't it good to stay at home and watch a bit of NRL, watch those Warriors? You know, put a bit of a smile back in people's face. Oh, oh, and you can even tell on their faces the players are really enjoying what they're doing at the moment, and and, and good luck and they made a big sacrifice this year. Um, yeah, they knuckled have. down. Um, and they're doing a great job for for, for the club and our, and our country, really. And um, it's it's good to watch them in this in this tone. You know, they carry on in this uh, mindset. We'll be um, we'll be enjoying every week. Yeah, well, I was just going to say they've also won the admiration of the Australian public, which is hard to get. They have, they have, and playing at Tamworth, uh, they've actually adopted them there. So that was like a home crowd for them. Um, so yeah, making a lot of friends across the Tasman, and that's great for us. So I, I'm I'm thinking it's a very very good base for the um, with a few players added for next year. Oh yeah, and and, and obviously we hope to get mat, uh, matches back to Mount Smart. The chances are looking fairly slim unless something dramatic happens in the next six to eight months. But let's keep on mm. supporting those Warriors. Well, Frank, I have to say it's always a pleasure having a chat to you. And um, obviously, we'll keep our flick our texts during the game coming up this weekend. We will. And when we hope to catch up soon. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that was Frank Endicott. And we'll just go to a bit of music.
Oh, well, a little bit of a, a little bit of uh, music here. That's to obviously um, to send some message with YouTube. But hey, it's not a problem. We're all on, we're all on deck in this uh, level two point five environment. And on on the line, I, I have the. Oh, so, so, oh God, do I have to do this? Two thousand and six sports broadcaster of the year, along with Hamish McCann, a show called Sports Confidential. He didn't actually win it outright. He shared it with Tony Beach. Brenda McNeese, how are you? <laughs> I'm wonderful. I, I, I'm really good after that sort of happy music introduction. Is, is this your sort of low-key way of celebrating? Well, no, no, that? no, 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 no. I actually had a um, way of just bringing you in like a bit of Joe Dolan because people don't know a bit about our Brendan. He is um, the president of the Joe Dolan uh, chapter, Joe Dolan Fan Club. So he's the president. So anyone that's listening in the Wellington area, feel free to give uh, you know give Brendan a, a, an email or a Facebook message. He'll he'll um, he'll get he'll get he'll get you part of it. We'll talk to you about events. Anyway. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. As Christy Moore once said, uh, some people like potholing, but I prefer Joe Dolan and uh, yeah, oh, what the the Irish Elvis. Oh yeah, he or oh, the Irish Tom Jones. Anyway, anyway, it's great. Anyway, it's great talking to you, mate. I've, I've had a busy day. I've been at work. I, I tell you what, I've been on the buses more than Reg Varney today. God, <laughs> Reg Varney. Oh yeah, what a, what a great show on the buses. Eh? Yeah. Yeah, that hey, um, do you reckon we might talk a bit about some football? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, there's not really that much to talk about. I suppose there is really like the A League final last night. It wasn't actually a bad game Monday. Went into extra time and yes. hit the AFC. Uh, getting their fifth uh, A-League title and the fourth for Kiwi Costa Barbarousas. I was just so, about uh, to bring that up, Mr McNeese. I'd done my um, research for the show. Yeah, so that is his fourth. Obviously, a Ryan Grant uh, goal separated them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I saw that goal, and after that, I just thought I was just tired. I had to be up in the morning, so I actually um, I actually went straight to bed. But obviously, it was a good game. It was fairly tight. And, of course, the A-League team of the year was named in Ufe Tale. Was named as named as the coach, but two uh, Phoenix players named uh, Libby Kadachi and Davidia were both named in that team. Oh, absolutely! And, and uh, as, as we've mentioned previously in the show, uh, all is not lost. Uh, uh, things seem to be uh, slowly but surely coming right. Very encouraging last night. Seven and a half thousand crowd allowed into the final. So uh, you know, ho- hopefully, hopefully uh, we've got. Uh, our way back to having people at the games and, uh, and, and, and the Phoenix at home for next year, and uh, yeah, look, look, looking forward to uh, seeing the Phoenix next year in a, in a, in a hopefully in a, in a in a post-COVID environment. Yeah, well, I, I'm not as optimistic. I'm optimistic, but I'm not that optimistic, obviously. But um, obviously, uh, Libby Kadashi, the big news—he signed for a, a team in Belgium now. They are talking it was they're talking the transfer fee and a lot of saying no it wasn't a one point two million euros. Now it seems chicken feeds when you look at some of what some of the players are earning around some of the bigger leagues, but one point two million euros is about two million dollars of a transfer fee to the Phoenix, which will really come in handy after possibly the losses of uh, no games. Oh look Look, it, it would be a life, and it'd be a, a gift from God. Uh, uh, you know, that's 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 a game changer. That sort of money to the Phoenix is um, is, is, is like is like me paying a hundred dollars down the back of the couch. It's, 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 <laughs> 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 no, it, 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 let's hope it comes off. Let's hope it comes off. But yeah, also, uh, you know, the um, 
the the eternal game of uh, kissing your sister was the community shield last night. Uh, yes, in, yes. Uh, no, it was in, actually on on on, set on Sunday morning, Brendan. Or Sunday morning, yeah, I've had a big weekend, haven't I? <laughs> yeah, obviously, yeah. <laughs> situation normal. <laughs> situation normal. Sorry, but uh, but look, I, I, as we've also mentioned on your show, but you know, like Ar- Arsenal, Arsenal are actually starting to prove themselves to be a tricky opposition because uh, Jurgen Klopp was tricked up this time by Arteta, and you know, and of course Tottenham, or sorry, uh, Manchester City and uh, Chelsea have also fallen foul to um, Mikel Arteta, Wiley Fox. And, uh, and he's got a good team together this year, and, and I'm tipping them. I'm tipping them to get uh, to um, to uh, if not go all the way, go very, very close. I tell you something. I, I reckon next week, because well, obviously with the um, Premier League just started in um, in the second week of September, we should actually look to pick our top four. Mm-hmm. And our other two positions for the Europa League and our, our bottom three for relegation. Now, I don't want you don't want you making rude comments about Burnley because you know the mm-hmm. Burnley fan club are not happy with you. They're a bit like the other fan club that's not happy with me, but they are actually at the moment. They're very happy because I'm bringing out. Now we better talk to a bit of Scottish Premier League. Obviously, yes. um, the noisy neighbours are on top. Before we get onto that, before we get onto that, Eamon, there has to be a, a, a chance for the talk about the um, Thursday night's horror show in Glasgow, where uh, something got knocked out of the Champions League by the mighty Fernand Voros of um, of Hungary. Now that rolls off the tongue like Barcelona and Real Madrid, doesn't it? And, um, yeah, does, so yeah. there's been a lot of soul searching in Glasgow. Uh, so, so Celtic now uh, are banished now to the Europa League, uh, which which is it just doesn't bring in the same revenue and uh, the same uh, excitement as the Champions League. Let's be fair. So, so a lot of soul searching. Uh, Lennon started the game. Neil Lennon started the game with with three strikers on the bench, and uh, has been questioned for that. And, uh, but they they got over it. Uh, both Celtic and Rangers had routine wins at the weekend uh, over. Um, Motherwell and uh, Hamilton, respectively. So it uh, looks again like it's going to be the perennial two-horse race in Scotland. Oh, yeah. But, I, uh, and I think it's going to be a close one this time, this season. I've just got, got this feeling it might be closer, but I'm still picking Celtic to obviously come through in the end. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And we wouldn't have it any other way, even. Yeah, well, with, 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 with names like Eamon and Brendan, and we couldn't, we couldn't possibly be uh, on the dark side. <laughs> be careful, be careful. <laughs> I could, there goes another complaint going on. Good on you, you know. Yeah, that's. Hey. Uh, do you know when? I, do you know when I ring you up in a couple in, in, a, in a few months' time? Remember that sports show we used to talk on before you got us kicked off? <laughs> I'm sure McCoy says that to you. Hamish McCoy says. When me and Hamish were on Radio Pacific and on Radio Live, we, we used to pride ourselves on the amount of complaints that we got because uh, it meant that people were listening. Oh, yeah, well, the, the, this is why I've got my uh, two, the two blokes at the end, Miss, your old mate Sean Summerfield and Mark Watson. They, they, they tend to get a bit of debate, more Mark Watson does, but he's a, he's a total pro. Now... <laughs> he is he he is really and I tell you what what a he's he's a super bloke as well too. I, I hope Mark's not listening as it doesn't it doesn't go to his head. But yeah, I bet yeah, but if he says that. But anyway, will he or won't he? Where will Lionel Messi? Will he start Barcelona? Will he go to the noisy to Manchester City? Will he go to Juventus? Where will he go? Well, the the the, the thing is is that uh, Messi can go anywhere. 
you know, Messi, Messi can Messi can call the tune, and it's really up to uh, what Lionel Messi decides to do himself uh, in the twilight of his career. Uh, you know, I think a change is as good as a rest. I, I personally can't see him going to England. I, I, I just, I, I just can't see it. Uh, I, I could be wrong, but uh, you know, my, my pick, my pick. If, if, I, if I had to put a bet on, I'd say that he, that he may well go to Italy. Uh, Juventus. Mm-hmm. What will happen to him? And you reckon Ronaldo will go to PSG? Well, that's on the cards as well. You know, that's obviously on the cards as well. No, no, but but let's, let's be entirely frank now. These two guys uh, on there, you know, they've they've been perpetual winners of the of the the you know the balloon door of for years and years and years. So, like, but but they are fundamentally in the twilight of their career. And 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 the first thing, the first thing that any player uh, of that ability loses is that. That just that yard of pace, and they, and um, the, the thing is, is that you actually you, you transform yourself from being a superstar to just a very good footballer. So uh, I, 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 uh, I do think that you know, with, with both Ronaldo and Messi, their their best days are behind them. Yeah, yeah, but we could be looking at new superstars like Mbappe, and oh, obviously, yeah, yeah. obviously, oh, yeah. obviously mm-hmm. in England they rate Santo. You, you know, you're talking the new era of Rashford. You, you don't know what new South American players coming out. You don't. You just don't know. You just don't know what where, which players is coming out of Africa. We, we, you know, that's that's a wonderful thing about football. Oh, it is indeed. It, it, yeah. it is indeed. It, yeah. It's perpetually, perpetually changing. And, and if you look at the, you know, like I, I was looking at the, uh, a game for next weekend, even the um, Leeds and the Liverpool, which has got you know absolute you know rings really clear of the seventies, the great days of the seventies. But I challenge you to grab out your old videos on your VHSs of a nineteen seventies, mid nineteen seventies FA Cup final, and compare it. To, to what we're seeing now in 2020, the pace, the uh, the, the skills, the, the just just everything in the game is completely being transformed in, in a similar way that you'd maybe watch a rugby game from the 70s and and, and you look at it uh, you look at it from today and it's a completely completely different game. Well, some people some people like that and some people don't, you know. But uh, I, I personally found that I, I, I really really miss the tough old tackles, the Norman Hunters, you know, the Johnny Giles, Chopper Horace boys. Like and I miss that, but uh, but I'm I'm perhaps not as big a connoisseur as some people. Well, no, you definitely are a connoisseur um, of what I'm still trying to work out. <laughs> 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 and, I, I, and I will always say this to you. You know, a lot of I've actually had a few calls. Somebody said to me they were they were listening to the show last week and they said, "Damn it, we miss we miss the Irish guy. We miss the Irish guy talking about football." He said he's a. They claim it's a highlight of the show, so I've actually, um, I've, I've actually told him to come and seek professional help. Because oh yeah, absolutely. We we, we, we should organise some uh, advertisers around. Uh, maybe maybe some people who could uh, get us some discounts at the psychiatrists for for people who've been okay, okay, the okay, show. okay, okay. We probably won't go there. Just leave that at the moment, Brenda. Please leave that. Okay. Yeah, we, we we're having too we're having too much fun. Hey, anyway, it was great to. Always great to chat to you. Um, obviously, um, you've got your mask to wear on the bus, so nobody oh, yes. recognises I, 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 you. And I've got a Celtic one. I've got a Celtic one with hoops on it. Yes, I saw that. I, and, um, <laughs> and, 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 and and you had to... Um, you, you, you actually sent it to me on Messenger. 
Uh, you know when they talk about stalking, mate, we, we, you're just going to have to leave me alone, mate. There's only one of me, buddy. Hey, anyway, great chatting to you, Brenda. You're a good mum, human. Oh, flattery will get you nowhere. Cheers, mate. Catch you later. Bye. Well, that was a bit interesting, some, some new music to my show. So I have to say um, it's great to be back here with um, 
with my two fellow panellists, and it's always a pleasure to have them back. And first of all, good morning to, um, good afternoon, I should say, to Mr. Watson. How are you? Hold on. Hold on. It wouldn't be a show if I had a technical issue. How are you, Mark? Very well, thank you, Eamon. Yep, uh, no, very good, and uh, welcome to your listeners. Yep, and um, it's great to have you back. And you know what? I'm, I'm going to have a mistake-free show, which sometimes doesn't happen. I'll just get Mr. Summerfield on the line. G'day, mate. Yeah, <laughs> guess what? I've done it again. <laughs> hey, Eamon, I know this is, is, is baby steps. I'm just going to give you a wee tip. Yeah. Um, sometimes when you think it's gone really bad, no one's noticed. Well, we've lost Mark, so uh, just give me a second. I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's not a show without me making a mistake. I'll go and get help. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, God. I'll, I'll, I'll be back soon. <laughs> you would like a home tutor to help you with your English? Go to EnglishLanguage.org.nz. That's EnglishLanguage.org.nz. Click Our Centres and contact the centre closest to you. And to fluent English speakers, ESOL Home Tutoring has volunteer positions for friendly folk who want to give some of their time to helping a new Kiwi settle in. If you want to help, check out EnglishLanguage.org forward slash volunteer. The comical hour that of sports, which is all uh, <laughs> these uh, the the picky sports review. Mark Watson, welcome back to the to the show uh, after that brief interlude. Miss the silver the silver tongue, silver fox. How are you? <laughs> Very well. Afternoon to you, Sean. Hey, mate. How, how was it being lost to the ether then? Oh, well, yeah. Oh, look, it's a, it's a trap. It's a rookie error. I think you. I used to make the same mistake. You've got to put the other call on hold, and then otherwise you get cut them off. But anyway, it is what it is. It's um, easy from the outside. Uh, well, I'll tell you something. It'll probably take me to the end of the year to <laughs> to get this sorted. Anyway, gentlemen, uh, welcome both of you back, and I, I'm really happy to have both of you back. Um, obviously, um, we're on level 2.5, so I was on the bus today. Obviously, I wish you were in my mask, which improved my looks. But anyway, Mr. Summerfield, the great Scots, McLaughlin Dixon, obviously some... <laughs> Yeah, it feels like we've said this over and over again, but they, they keep on doing it. And Scott Dixon, yeah, we we, we chatted uh, way back about what happened at Indianapolis. That was just uh, the, the, the way the race is. And but Scott sort of dusted himself off and, and smashed it in, uh, in the Illinois sequel. And uh, just, just amazing. He is all class. And, of course, Sato right behind him. But this time he wasn't going to get him. And, I mean, what's amazing is... He's, uh, 50 wins now. He's never going to catch AJ Foyt, but um, and Alan's uh, um, senior. I don't think it is, but he is. 
Mate, he is just phenomenal. Where he's going to finish up is he is the greatest driver of this era in the US and in, in the open wheel, and he uh, is going to be one of the greatest of all time. Uh, just phenomenal. Yeah, he's just amazing. And, of course, um, Scott McLaughlin had a... Um, win at the weekend in the supercars, the last race in Townsville. Obviously, that he's still obviously got a comfortable lead over... Uh, is it who's second, Jamie Winkup? Yeah, J- Jamie Winkup. It was interesting, that one. Jamie was brilliant. always been brilliant at, at Townsville. And uh, Scott just didn't get it right in qualifying for the first race. He did OK to sort of um, pull it back and keep some points, but then he just, just ran away. He was on pole for the... The second race yesterday, and he's uh, looking harder and harder to catch. But I've got to say, it is. I, I don't mind seeing Jamie Wincup uh, do well because he, he he's a great guy. He was also always a wonderful guy to deal with, um, and he, he on numbers alone, he is the the greatest driver supercars have had. You can talk about your your, your, your Brocks at, at Bathurst and and. Um, you know, your favourites, your lounge, whoever like that. But when it comes down to it, simple wins, uh, Jamie Wincup is, is the best. But just shows you, though, um, how damn awesome Scott McLaughlin is because he's not the only Ford Mustang there. And um, just just a total class act. But like you said, the great Scots, mate. Yeah. I was just going to say, Mark, um, have you been watching any of the Tour de France? And obviously the, f- the, the thing I want to talk about is obviously we've got uh, New Zealand presidents and George uh, Bennett. Yeah, look, um, I have been watching it. Interesting Tour de France this year, very, very hilly, right across all the stages, very few pure flat stages. Arguably the hardest Tour de France, I think, for a long time. Um, not a lot of the famous climbs there going up. Um, by from what we probably expect, things like the Tourmalet and uh, Mont Ventoux, uh, the likes of um, those climbs, but... You know, that's the Tour de France. It just establishes new legendary climbs, doesn't it? Uh, look, George Bennett, yeah, a little unlucky not to be his team leader for his um, uh, Visma team, but he is a guy who I believe, if he's given a little bit of leeway, has the ability to win a stage, which I think would put him right up in contention for sort of New Zealand Sportsman of the Year. You probably have to say Scott Dixon will win that if he goes on and wins the IndyCar Series. Um, but people underestimate just how hard it is just winning a, a single stage in the Tour de France, and it is considered a professional race win. We've also got Jack Bauer there. He's doing great things for his Mitchell Scott team, and we've also got Sam Bewley on debut. Sam, two-time Olympic Games bronze medalist um, back in 2008-2012 as part of the men's pursuit team. And so, you know, we are starting to get more and more riders at the highest level, and I think, and I think a reason for that is that the sport is looking to try and clean itself up. I don't think it'll ever be clean in terms of drugs, and I think New Zealand riders are seen very much as easy to get on with, hard workers, and clearly have some ability and some talent. Um, you know, things could change. George uh, might get more than one opportunity, just depending on um, you know how his other teammates ride. Yeah, the hell of a day, though, Mark. What's that? He had a hell of a day, didn't he? Oh, yeah, day stage one. He crashed twice in very slippery, wet conditions. 
Um, again, as I mentioned, Sean, just a really unusual sort of opening stage, normally relatively flat and long roads, and just sets it up for the sprinters, and it's a bit of a day in the sun. But, you, you know, they yeah. do expect good weather this time of the year. And the problem is when you've had a lot of really good weather and then suddenly you get a lot of rain, all the grit comes to the surface, all the oils on the road start appearing, little yeah. bits of glass, and you generally tend to get a lot more punctures and a lot more um, yeah, accidents. And these guys, you know, they're riding incredibly hard. The Peloton's 200 riders. It's a very, very fine line, one little mistake. And, and when you do go down at those speeds, there is going to be a bit of chaos and carnage. Oh, it was brutal. You see, it was nice, not nice. No, yeah. indeed. I was just going to say, to you, I always believe that George uh, George Bennett is very underestimated by the media in this country. We don't realise this guy potentially to win a stage in the Tour de France is is blooming hard. And I believe the best we've ever done has been second. I believe Jack Bauer finished second. I believe. In the 70s. Julian Dean's finished second in a sprint, I think, on the Champs Elysees, and we've had riders who have won the overall team time trials. And, and look, people go, yeah, but he doesn't win. Now, look, I'll, I'll say this. I, I don't want to bring down the Tour de France, but look, I genuinely don't believe you can win that thing clean. You just simply can't recover. And, and you know, people start to... Yeah, and you've got to be a bit careful there because you start to generalise. But, uh, you know, George Bennett, he's good for a day and then you tend to watch him fade a little bit or two days later he tends to be swinging off the back. Uh, you know, when you watch a lot of these riders who are just bulletproof day in, day out, that's when I guess a few little red flags go up in my eyes. Well, it was kind of like what, who was it, uh, Greg LeMond said when uh, Lance Armstrong won his first t- tour, he made the uh, quote unbelievable and, and basically he didn't believe he was clean. Just while we're here, I just want to, obviously uh, there has been a lot of stuff going around in the news, some of the news media about some of the allegations going on at Canoe New Zealand of bullying allegations, inappropriate behaviour, um, a lot, there's been some pointed at, now I have to be careful in saying this, I believe they've made they've made some statements about, some people have made statements about Gordon Walker, who's Lisa Carrington's coach. I don't know whether any of you guys have been following this. Um, it's not the first time we've heard, of, it's not the first time that a, say, a water sports has had the this happen in the past. <laughs> Oh, look, I'm very good friends with Gordon Walker. I spent a lot of time training with him in Europe. I consider him a close friend. I've had a lot to do with Tom Ashley, the CEO of Canoe Racing New Zealand. Um, I think we've got to be a little bit careful with yeah. what the definition of bullying is. Um, you know, we've, we had a very successful rowing period and suddenly, um, you know, we had a review, rowing, bang. We had pretty successful track cycling program, review, rowing. Uh, cycling, I mean, then suddenly we've had hockey, win a Commonwealth Games gold medal, and Mark Hague is basically ousted because he was bullying. And look, and I'm not sure, but predominantly appears to be coming from women's sport. I haven't seen it on the men's side yet, and that might be just simply because women are a little bit more forthright in coming forward, um, or and guys tend to maybe not be as forthright coming forward. But look, you know, high performance. Sport NZ has a huge expectation on these sports to win medals and it comes down to their funding. To win, you've got to be a hard-ass. And sometimes coaches have to be tough. And if a selection doesn't your, go what your way, hey, some will deal with it and some might get a little bit bitter and twisted. And I just think we've got to be very, very careful. And it's a, very, it's a political environment at the moment where um, everybody's too scared to say what they truly think. And so... Can I ask you a question? Yeah. The, the money, the funding and the way that Canoe Sport is ranked, 
is because of Lisa Carrington, correct? Correct. Right. And I see at the very bottom of the, the big article there's a comment or apparent, appearance here that it's been hijacked because they want to advance Carrington's ambitions. And I'm thinking, well, surely if she's part of a team, it makes us more successful. And then they're saying, well, it's basically bull because the sport's going to die basically because they're just chasing medals. But isn't that what well, this yeah, is about? But, but, but look, that, that sport, I mean, if it wasn't, basketball would be highly funded, wouldn't it? Um, all these other participation sports. Oh, no, I'm just day, saying that... Yeah. No, no, sure, no, 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 I know you We've are. got the best in the world. Yeah, and no, the, and I agree. And, and, you, yeah. and Lisa Carrington decides that she wants to go in the quad. It's going to be a better boat. So yeah. you find room for her because we finished fourth, I think, at the Olympics, and I think we might have picked fourth or may have picked up a bronze medal at one of the world championships, the difference between us meddling is having Lisa Carrington in it. Now, has the communication been as good? Perhaps not. Maybe that's an area they need to address, but I'm starting to get just a little bit annoyed every time uh, every time a coach is tough or every time a coach appears to be a bit ruthless, it's defined as being a bully. Hey, mate, I'll tell you right now that if Lisa Carrington wasn't in the team and then they, they bombed out and someone said that they wouldn't let her in it because they didn't want to upset someone... Imagine how bad the brown stuff would hit the fan. So, I mean, they're damned that they're doing the damned that they don't. I, I think, you know, there's heck, some of the great coaches we've talked about over the years, they play mind games with the players to get the best out of them. That's sometimes what it takes, you know? But I, I, I just, yeah. Oh, look, it's, it, it's yeah, it, it, it's like, you know, you t- uh, if someone doesn't turn up to training on time or someone's slacking around, so you have a bit of a go at them. Um, and then later on, that comes back to haunt you because you can highlight the thing that they screamed or yelled at you. Well, uh, <laughs> you know, you've got to have a little bit more resilience, don't you? You're not going to make it. But I, my biggest issue with a lot of these athletes, and I've been around these sorts of sports a long time, you get a lot of people coming in and they want to conquer Mount Everest, but the reality is they only actually want to do the work that probably get to the top of Mount Cook. Um, and they often talk a good game. And when, and when the going gets really, really tough and they maybe get called up on it, that's when you start to sort of see... And, and, and you know, they just... Yeah, and they don't like being showing up. Then, then you know, things can turn ugly very, very okay. quickly. Sorry, oh, sorry, look, so, uh, sorry, sorry. Guys, 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 we're just about to run out of time. I've mucked it up again.